All right. Go ahead. All right. So there's two songs that are stuck in my head right now. And if you're a true gamer, you can guess what they are just from hearing them. So I get to are hear them? Are you ready? Them? Yes. Okay. One, I will hum for you. The oh, second one, I will play if you cannot get it from me humming it. Okay. All right. Do I got to get both right? What... Yes. All right. This is what happens <laughs> when you leave me alone to think for too long. <laughs> All right. So the first song. I'm gonna hum it and then you're gonna guess what it is. Alright, you ready? Okay. Alright. Oh, that's definitely um I, Oh, that's Yoshi Story. Alright, yeah, perfect. Yeah, Yoshi Story. Alright, the second one, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Alright, the second one goes like boo doo boo doo. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on, I gotta get in the oh, key. I on. can't throw you off. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Boo, 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 boo. Nope, but I'm gonna play it for you so you get a second chance. All right, all I'm right. gonna play it. All right, so listen close. Wait, it's like skip skipping out a little bit. Oh, you might need to bring it closer. Oh, that's definitely um. Oh, I know it's Mario, but I don't I don't know the exact. Hold on, give me a second. It's definitely an ocean, a water-themed area. I don't know if it's Mario 64, the underwater level, or it could be my other guess is Mario Party. The you water were right place. the first time. Okay, Mario it 64. It is the underwater the level in oh, Mario me. 64. <laughs> look, at, look at my video game trivia knowledge. All I right, guess that's you what passed. you call it. We can do the show. It's a, I mean, I'm recording, <laughs> so you might as well. I'll just go ahead. <laughs> My 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 video game song ears are astounding. I should win an award. <laughs> <laughs> Why are those stuck in your head though? That's so random. I don't know. Like I Especially started the like one. doing the news and stuff, and then it was just like all of a sudden. And the fact that you remember that the specific water level theme so well, <laughs> like <laughs> then clearly I was trapped in that for a long time. Yoshi's story is like I, that. I was off top, but. The Mario water level was was a little a little bit of a deep cut. Yoshi's story is a is a soundtrack that I will never forget. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Alright. I'm hyped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Alright, so, cool, cool. I'm ready. Whenever you are. Nah, let's go. We in it. I was like, you know that um you know how like in shows like like probably like generic cartoon like Pokemon type where you're every episode you're uh, like defeating someone or accomplishing some goal and moving on overall mm -hmm. there's that because i was thinking about the era of nothing again and mm. you know how like sometimes like they'll defeat this big enemy or whatever and then like towards the end the the enemy will like resurface like maybe he's in a smaller weaker form but he like resurfaces from a corner somewhere mm -hmm. but because it's such a joke now like he's been defeated like mm he'll come back for like a tiny thing and then he'll get like flicked off the He's side or something yeah, like that yeah, exactly like comic that's that's what happened to the era of nothing this week <laughs> he tried to creep back in and i just like Flying roundhouse kicked him into like i i, I kicked him the same way that all might punched nobu <laughs> into a star yeah just <laughs> it's like what are you doing He's, back here we're not worried you're about a joke him. now i've ascended past your level <laughs>
<laughs> I, I I team rocketed him out of here. Yeah. For a while. Oh man. So are you hinting at the fact that you almost had nothing to do this week? Not almost, but it was like that over the shoulder fear. Like, oh God, what am I what like, am I doing next? Oh God. And gotta then, keep it away, gotta keep it away. Yeah. And then you but found yeah, something like, you forgot about. And then the universe answered me. <laughs> That's cool. And I think I got I had I have <laughs> a ridiculous setup of enter things into regular agenda and sticky note in front of my face with secret agenda. <laughs> <laughs> sticky note in front of my face. So you don't forget it? <laughs> yeah. Alright. Five. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Our mateys, welcome back to another episode of Clash, the sibling rivalry podcast. Clash. I am one of your seafaring hosts, Night Hoot, and with me, as always, is Captain Ted is right here to swab the poop deck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or you sound like a you I sound guess like you a quartermaster right now. Yeah, what's the what's the second to the captain? Yeah, you're, you're the quartermaster. Okay, yeah, quartermaster here to yeah. swab the poop deck and <laughs> do other quartermaster things that I don't know about. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. Uh, I had quite the seafaring week this week, so I'm in a very piratey spirit. Somebody was playing and, Black Flag. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I've got some surprises up my sleeve. Ooh. Maybe there's a cannonball or a cannon hidden under my jacket. Hand rubs. Uh, but yeah, as always, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the business quick this week so we can get into the good stuff we got. Word. As always, uh, if you're annoyed by my piratey accent, you can send those complaints to siblingrivalryclash at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at SRClash underscore pod. No hesitation <coughs> this week. Pay me my money. Alright. <laughs> so this week, uh, I did some stuff, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different this week. Let's something do a little it. interesting. So, for those of the, we're on episode fifty two now. For those of you who've been listening for a while, you may cincuenta y dos. <laughs> you may have noticed that uh, Tiz Tiz is very low key with his emotions. He's very he's very Nonchalant. he keeps it very even keel. Yeah, I'm, I don't he's, lack emotion. I lack expression. He sl- he slips in and out of of rooms and situations. Yeah. But uh, this week, my goal was is to get a reaction out of him, an un- an oh, unexpected gosh. reaction. Uh, this is a dream uh, that I've carried a-, a long time in my life because he's he's been like this for a while. So <laughs> the the new segment I'm introducing today is called Secret Agenda. Oh God! Bah, bah, bah. Uh, it, where I'm going to introduce some items that i have not shared with tiz okay uh and engage his reactions to things i'm ready and uh also it's it's a little bit um of a thing for me it's a little bit of practice for me because i i'm not i'm not a uh what do you call it it's not that i can't keep secrets i can keep (laughs) secrets oh god the thing is that when uh, there's something that like I get excited about, I immediately want to tell somebody, and it's usually oh, okay. Tiz. So, this has been an exercise in me keeping my mouth shut until this for moment. the sake of the show. Yes. Right, right. But uh, you'll have to wait a little bit on that because we're going to let Tiz talk about his week first. Yeah, my, my week was super short, so I'm glad um, we we're going to start with me because I, I honestly didn't really, like like you alluded to, 
uh, the air and nothing was creeping over my shoulder. Not really, but because I know things in my in my backlog I need to play. He was cheap tricking you. Yeah, a little bit. Just hanging out. Just a little bit. Um, but no, it's it's kind of my own fault just because I'm at a at a I guess a crossroads of what to play next. Um, so that that's always a hard decision for me. At the crossroads. <laughs> um, meet me at the crossroads. What is that? What's that from? I forget. Uh, is that Boys to Men? I forget oh, okay. who sang that song. Got you. And um, I'm gonna miss everybody. All right. Go oh, ahead. that part I actually know. <laughs> um but now yesterday i i hopped into some and you probably nobody's probably ever heard of this but it's it's a game called swap 4 on pc uh a pretty old game like 2005 it came out but i was gonna say it sounded familiar but at the same time i couldn't picture anything in my head it's one of those um it's one of those like kind of old pc games where it's not updated by the devs anymore but people have continued to mod it for like years and years and years and are still modding it um, but I played some of this with Dusty. Uh, he'd been trying to get me to play it for a while. And it's basically like a, you can kind of think of it as like Siege before Siege. But it's like, um, because it's so old, there's no, not really any multiplayer support anymore. Like like PvP multiplayer, but they still have co-op and, and a whole like buttload of missions you can do. And it's basically like uh, a SWAT simulator, essentially. Like they used it literally back in the day to train real SWAT people um and it's it's like very deep in that way like it's kind of like here's this house or this this building that the SWAT team has been called in because criminal activities are going on inside and at the start of the mission you basically get like the lowdown on what the mission is and you get to pick your loadout and what's interesting is unlike most games uh in this game there are a lot of options for non-lethal approaches um, because you're unlike most first person shooters, this game, the objective is to not. And this is the first thing Dusty said to me. The objective is to not go in and, and just murder everybody um, <laughs> or you will fail the mission. Um, so basically what it is, is like you pick your loadout, you, you get dropped off in the mission at the start of the mission. And you're basically charged with moving through this building like room by room, like a SWAT team. Say, so securing. not to interrupt you, but you had to bat me in the situation. No, you don't have to. The like Oh, they apprehend. Here, yeah, not so here's what kill. happens. You go in, like say there's a room you got to clear. You have this little camera you can shove under the door to check just the very beginning of the room to see okay, mm-hmm. it's clear, it's not clear. Say you see two people in there, a, a suspect and a hostage. You know it's a suspect cuz he clearly has a gun in his hand. Um <laughs> so as a SWAT as a as an upstanding police officer, it's your job to first go in give them a chance to surrender so you have a button that basically is like police put your put your weapons on the ground and a couple of different things can happen uh if they have a hostage they can take the hostage and threaten the hostage they can uh try to shoot you or they can they can put their gun down or they can take a couple seconds to you know be in shock and not put the gun down so based on whatever they do and the game doesn't tell you whether you made the right or wrong decision to the end you have to either the the ideal situation is to get them to put their weapon down handcuff both the suspect and the victim because you don't know if they're a victim or a suspect so you're just handcuffing everybody until the mission's over mm-hmm. um so let's say i go in i yell at the dude he doesn't put his gun down all right now i'm getting a little antsy <laughs> i'm like because you die real quick in this game like one shot to the head you're dead two shots to the body maybe you're dead 
um and it's like realistic where it's like you get shot in your leg you'll walk slow you get shot in your arm you'll aim your aim will be messed up stuff like that mm-hmm. um so it's like a dude will like hesitate to put his gun down and you can also bring like a taser or pepper spray and stuff like that so sometimes i'll like have dusty tase them or something and then they'll instantly put their gun down after that they don't want no more problems um or like pepper spray and sometimes they won't listen to the pepper spray but um yeah they'll they'll put the, their gun down then one person has to handcuff them and then you have to re- press another button to report them back to the dispatch that they've where they are and stuff like that um so it's basically like so that. very detailed very detailed yeah you're going through these rooms and you're trying to secure everything and if they put a weapon down you also have to secure the weapon as evidence um as part of the mission criteria um, but what's funny wow. is my approach was way different. My approach <laughs> is if I see you have a gun, I'm going to give you one one chance. I'm going to press the button that says put your weapons down. If you take more than two seconds to put your weapons down, it's over for you. If you run, it's over for you. If you even so much as attempt to raise that gun at me, I'm putting you down. <laughs> So I was playing this more of like a breach and shock and all type because you basically have a hundred point grading system at the end of the mission and you lose like, I don't know, 15, 20 points for excessive use of force, unauthorized use of violence, unauthorized use of uh, or unauthorized like killing people. And so my goal was just to not fail the mission with a zero. So my 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 thought process, you're that cop that's like the dudes like you're like. Get on the ground. Put your hands up. And the dude's like, what? You talking to me? And then you immediately have your knee on his neck. No, no, Because no. he didn't. Okay. Only okay, okay. if they have a weapon. <laughs> okay. Are okay. they a threat to my life? And will I put them down? If, they, <laughs> if they're not, don't have a weapon, it's fine. I'll just keep yelling at them, tase them, pepper spray them, whatever. But if they have a gun and like, because my thought process is you chose to be in this situation doing crimes. <laughs> so when I kick in this door or breach this door with my breaching charge and flashbang you, and you still don't want to put your gun down. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> and so my approach was to just kick in doors, shoot first, ask questions later. And if we pass the mission, we pass the mission. And of course, Dusty was trying to be, you know, a good cop, you know, give people chances. So I let him do that. But that did get so him killed Dust, a couple Dusty times. Dusty could talk people into submission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which for the most part, he was doing a good job. But just every once Chris, in a while. Chris Tucker than the death. Every, every I, once in a while. I give in. A straight bullet <laughs> would just, they would say they gave in and then drop the weapon. And he would go to walk up to him. They would pull out a pistol out their back pocket oh, no. and shoot him in the face. And I'm like, see, Dusty is why you can't take no chances when people have guns. <laughs> um but no it was a it was a pretty fun uh fun little game fun little old game um and it it did honestly make me want to play siege a lot because it there are very like similar yeah that camera under the door thing sounded like siege it's very intel based and like you you can hear people talking through doorways and like if you say you say you secure a victim and there's an open doorway across from them they'll say like oh there's a guy that way he's he has a gun like they're kind of call out and help you and point you to where people are um there are other things that are more annoying like say there's one bad guy left at large in the building and that's the last 
dude you have to secure to clear the mission but sometimes he'll literally just run from you like running through all the different rooms closing doors like so you're following this trail of like doors that you open that you know you open but they're closed again and it's Mm -hmm. just like kind of cat and mouse sometimes and it it can take forever (laughs) to find the last guy sometimes which can be annoying or like the last gun on the ground or like the last victim you didn't secure type of thing okay um, but overall it's it's pretty fun it's like it's i could imagine if you i think there there are 10 person maps in the game where you can play with like a team of 10 swat like real players um so i can only imagine what what that could be like i feel like that could be pretty fun um but yeah that's that's swat for i have honestly no idea where you can even buy this game uh it was sent to me because this was one of, it's the game is so old you it's there's no validation of licenses so Dusty uh, literally just sent me a copy of the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can find that, um, it might be like for cheap, it might be something worth trying out. I don't know. Um, but other than that, uh, I just, my, my go-to game since it came out has been Smash Ultimate. So uh, it's like it's like my comfort food game at this point. I just go back to it whenever I just don't feel like thinking about what to play. That's um, what, I think that's what Banner Saga has become for me right now. For real, which one are you on? um back on two i think i'm at the end of two so i'll be going into three but yeah it's just like i know these characters now i know most of their move sets uh and i'm right now this playthrough i've kind of taken the strategy of like learning actual tactics yeah and getting like combos off of getting different characters to work together yeah um so it's almost kind of like you're making your own outside of the game goal for this playthrough of the game type of thing yeah um and for me that's kind of what i'm doing with smash like i'm trying to get all of first all of my mains into elite smash which is like the rank, the online ranking system mm-hmm. um i just got my main main joker back in he fell out after i got a little bold and played some more matches with him <laughs> and dropped all the way back down so that was a grueling climb back up um it's like how i've retired from the battlegrounds arena because i don't want my score to to go go down no that's exactly what once i get a character and i stop playing them so like now i have joker and banjo in and i'm working on cloud um because i still have final fantasy 7 uh vibes in my body so i'm playing with cloud trying to get good with cloud to get him up there but no it's a it's a fun climb and because there's 74 plus characters in the game wow you can see how i could this could be something i could be doing forever (laughs) yeah um but no that's 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 basically it for for what i've been doing i'm trying to decide right now if i want to buy fire emblem or start skyward sword um i know i asked you this already and you said you think i should start skyward sword yeah um, which i'm thinking about doing probably today at some point because um, we'll i think emblem is going to be a lot longer i think so too yeah just personally yeah and skyward swords like go ahead and get that story out of the way yeah because uh, it's nothing it's nothing compared to like breath of the wild so i was gonna say did you play skyward sword i did not uh okay. i have bad memory tinges of skyward sword only because it was a it was supposed to be a trade between uh me and my uh one of my old friends where it was like i traded her twilight princess and she was supposed to trade me skyward sword because oh, we had you definitely both of us got the worst it. end of that deal well it's just like i had never played that she had never played twilight princess and yeah. it was like she took my twilight princess i never got skyward sword Jesus. and then i just didn't have my twilight princess for like 
four years oh so goodness. and then i had to like and then she moved and i had to like fight to get it back so yeah. it was just all around like i was like i'll never get to play this game because <laughs> i'm not gonna get it of my own accord I and that. i already watched uh the story part of it online same so. yeah i get the story it's just almost like and i want to see what happened some- led up to the story Something about the aesthetic of Skyward Sword kind of put me off too. It's so. like a weird mix between it's painterly between Wind Waker and realistic Twilight Zelda. Princess. Yeah, Twilight Princess, yeah. and it's kind of weird. Um, but so, yeah, and then it's like the fact that it's like a super prequel. Super prequel, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's maybe one of the. It may be the only one I've never played. Um, yeah, I think it that and maybe Link's Awakening, which they have the Switch, Switch remake of. But yeah, I think those two are the only ones I haven't played. Um, so I'm just curious at this point. But yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been up to. What about yourself? Uh, I watched a lot of stuff or uh, some uh, finishing things, I should say. Um, because it's like okay, I have this thing with Netflix where I can't immediately tell if something is a show or a movie, and mm. I don't uh stare at the details to see like if it says like season one or something <laughs> so, so every once in a while you're just surprised with like a two-hour watch <laughs> well i'm just like wow this is really long and i'm like oh it's a show okay <laughs> um but so i watched this show on netflix called extracurricular mm-hmm. um and one of my friends uh, that hangs around me a lot we make this joke or i have this joke where because extracurricular is a Korean drama. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll watch shows and I'll be like, Korean drama, best drama. Because <laughs> um, it's like, you just they just suck you in with like the story elements and, and the way they like uh, the music stings and things like that. Yeah. So got into the show extracurricular on Netflix. Uh, and it is takes place at uh, basically takes place in a town, I guess, in Korea um, mm. at a high school. And uh you're introduced to the student uh jisoo who is like very meek very quiet um very socially awkward um and as you go through the first episode uh you kind of get introduction to what his life is like and like you know he doesn't have a connect he lives on his own he doesn't have a connection with his parents Mm -hmm. um he doesn't really have any friends and by the end of the first episode you find out he is running a prostitution ring via his cell phone and this is how he has decided to make money so that he can go to school and his overall goal is very anime his overall goal is i just want to live a normal life like everyone else Mm -hmm. um but you know he has to just to be normal he has to scrap by and do all these crazy things and um Needless to say, it gets very intense, um, and I very much like the conclusion. Uh, it appears that there's going to be another season, but mm. um, if they left it where it ended, I would be okay. Um, but yeah, I recommend that if you're looking for something to binge. It is English dubbed. Nice. The English dub is hilarious. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> the voices are li- like, there's this one character, uh, this girl that like i made fun of the whole time because it's just like every time she would talk to somebody she'd be like i'm not crazy and i'm like well <laughs> if you keep saying i'm not crazy over and over you're gonna you're people are crazy. gonna think you're crazy yeah. you're <laughs> uh crazy. but yeah it's like sometimes the voice didn't match the um emotion the of the scene okay. <laughs> but it was bearable like it's decent dubbing so yeah. and uh my friend also said that like he's like um uh, 
pay attention to the dramas that actually do get English dubbing because it means they might actually be worth watching. Ah, um, uh, because it, yeah, because it's cost. Yeah, because a lot of them don't, that. they just have subs. That makes sense. That's a good, that's a good um, uh, observation. So if you like a little bit of high stakes drama with high school students, uh, I recommend Extracurricular. I also got to watch the new, there's a new animated Justice League movie for the uh, Justice League Dark I saw series. the trailer for this. Yeah, so uh, this is Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Um, Which is Dark Side, right? Because they say yes, Apocalypse, the- but that's Marvel. Yeah, and that's why Apoc- I think that's why Apocalypse is spelled that way. Yeah. Um, but this again gets in it delves into the the Justice League uh dark group which uh is led by John Constantine, which is in in this um I didn't like the movie Constantine. I don't know a ton about the character. Is that but his I love superhero name? John Constantine? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't really call him a superhero. He's like a grifty magic guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, he uh he is he's kind of the lead for this Justice League Dark series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his I love the rendition of John Constantine in this series specifically. Mm-hmm. He's like he's voice great. His character attitude is great. Um, is he the dude with the yellow hair? Like, and yes, that was like a he's the blonde coat? guy. Okay. Yes. Um, and he's very adept at magic, gotcha. um, and mystic forces. Is he Doctor uh, Strange of Mar- of DC? Um, maybe, but like, not to the level. Like, he doesn't really operate as any part of any group. Okay. Um, if he had any type of like training of that nature, I've never seen it okay. uh, or heard about it. Gotcha. Um, Is he a I human? really don't. Yeah, he's okay. human. I really don't know his origin story, gotcha, um, gotcha. and they don't really go into it. Gotcha. Uh, but basically, he comes off as like he's he's got all these mystic powers uh, that he's ve- he's a very capable guy, but he's also kind of like very lazy yeah. and tired and like doesn't want to deal with things. Yeah. Uh, but he will like he's one he'll be pulled into uh, doing things for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also and he's not he's not like selfish like he's not a like well I'll do this if you trade me type of dude yeah. like he either will do it or he won't. Gotcha. Um, and there's one char- there's another character and I, I always forget his name um, but he's like a gargoyle type character. Okay. Um and so it's him it's the gargoyle guy it's john constantine it's zatanna who is another one of my favorite uh, dc characters cool um she's kind of his romantic interest after the first movie um and then batman was also a part of justice league dark but mm. i'm saying all this to say that the overall plot of this movie was um uh, I think it wasn't an alternate dimension plot, but at the very beginning of the movie, the Justice League itself is being threatened by, um, I think it's a resource. So Darkseid is trying to suck resources from Earth Mm -hmm. to create Apocalypse, which would be his new home planet. Gotcha. And um, the Justice League is preparing Superman, Wonder Woman, um, all of them Flash. They're all preparing to jump through this portal so that they can attack uh the problem at its source Mm -hmm. but very early in the movie this is like five minutes in um they do a flash forward so they go to attack and then they do a flash forward two years later where uh john constantine is and the gargoyle guy gargoyle guy is like in a bar and they're just drinking their woes away (laughs) and um raven and superman show up 
asking John for his help. Adult Raven. Raven <laughs> uh, no, not adult oh, okay. Raven. Uh, like, kind of like older teen Raven. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, so they show up, and Superman, very noticeably, his eyes are green. And so uh, you're just like, what the heck? And then he basically explains that um, in the two-year period, uh, Darkseid basically defeated the Justice League and is using them now for his plot. Gotcha. And so he he brainwashed Batman. Batman is his uh, kind of like Brainiac, Brainiac network. So Batman becomes Darkseid's second in command. Okay. And he's like masterminding all of the uh things that dark side needs so he like pops in and out in like a hologram and he's like yes dark side whatever <laughs> you ask and it's so freaky oh, gosh. um lex luther was also at the time working with the justice league to defeat the issue but once the turnover happens uh he becomes like a lackey mm-hmm. for dark side um and wonder woman is uh wonder woman uh aquaman's wife mira i think her name is mm-hmm. um martian manhunter and there's one i'm forgetting they all get turned into like weird terminator cyborgs oh god <laughs> that uh dark side is controlling mm-hmm. um and there's a very cool way they go about uh that john constantine goes about solving this issue right um but the thing i like about this show is that it's very much for adults uh like raven drops the f-bomb a couple times right right um uh they we also get to see damien uh in an in an older form so nightwing is there but he gets taken out of commission Jeez. and uh they have to go find damien and damien is like damien, damien is has Robin, become, right? uh yeah okay. but he has become like the lead of uh who's the group that uh batman was like trained by um oh razagul or yes that's the dude so, i forget the name of the group well yeah but he becomes the leader of that group that yeah. razagul led so he's like the king of the ninjas got you that's pretty cool <laughs> but he's he's still an a-hole <laughs> yeah. like he's still damien that's so funny. all that to say like it was a very good watch um i really hope they keep going with these series i think they will because um, they've been pretty successful right yeah and you definitely get in like all the things you want to see are there the only thing that i will actively complain about is they really push the superman lois thing and it's just like uh <laughs> and so like at the beginning like lois is just like like superman's like get somewhere safe like we're about to handle this and lois is like well you do your superman job i still have a job i might not be able to fight but i need to report on this and i'm just like you dumb I mean, bitch you if don't you get to. in danger <laughs> he's gonna drop everything to, to come, come save you, you. yeah exactly. uh, i was like just go bury yourself in a hole <laughs> so <laughs> Like I hate her so much. Like I hate I hate, I hate Superman. <laughs> I hate Lois Lane. Just erase it's the just... whole the whole Superman so, universe from canon. I'm telling you that to tell you might enjoy this movie because Superman gets he basically gets a kryptonite tattoo uh that Darkseid forces <laughs> yeah. on him. So he's loses all his powers and he becomes like a kinda strong dad. This is why so Superman still... is a joke. <laughs> i know and it makes him even more of a joke because he doesn't have his powers in this movie <laughs> oh my so God. they keep having to put him in like he's these, just normal man these, no they keep having to put him in like these fight suits to oh make him stronger <laughs> and i'm like i hate you jesus <laughs> christ you're so useless why are you here horrible but he basically becomes like the pep for the group to keep everyone going he, did, he i'm not even gonna ask this he's spoiler. the one that has kept because another plot point in this movie is that trigon is banging at the door 
of Raven's consciousness. Okay. And the more she uses her power, the easier it becomes for him to take over her. I've always liked the Trigon and Raven. Yeah. So there's a lot of Trigon Raven in this. And so Superman is kind of there acting as the sanity barrier for Raven Mm -hmm. to keep Trigon in check. Gotcha. Um, So that, that relationship there is, is interesting. Cool. That sounds pretty Um, cool. And then, uh, so yeah, I think, think that's all i want to say about that i was just trying to find the name of this yo trigon is literally just the devil by the way i'm just (laughs) looking at pictures of him yeah no you're not no lies there (laughs) what it okay swamp thing is also in this movie um edragon edragon the demon that's the guy i'm trying to talk about he's the guy he's like a big giant gargoyle he's really strong um i saw his uh you see his origin in the first movie where he uh he's basically in like merlin times and something happens where he gets turned into this gremlin this demon okay and uh he basically lives for eternity beyond that so that's why he's He's a mortal yeah dude sounds tough so but edragon is like strong as heck but in this future he's just like doesn't care how do you spell edragon i want to see him uh e-t-r-i-g-a-n okay okay got you so if you love Justice League and you love those characters I just talked about, definitely check out Justice League Dark. Um, Cause it, it, I just love this series. I love animated DC. They are doing they do the, the best. best. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I watched this week uh, was a movie called Proximity. Uh, I believe it came out last week. It's on digital pl- platforms. Mm. Um, and it was advertised as a action sci-fi movie, and that's the only reason that I watched it. <laughs> Um, it is an independent film that has pretty decent uh, effects, uh, mm. CG effects. So it was almost really hard to tell that it was an independent film other than the acting and the plot. Mm. Uh, so just briefly, Proximity is about a guy who um, works for a NASA communication center. Um, he gets uh, abducted um, in the woods and it's the the movie is primarily about him getting his story out and what happens afterwards okay um so it's a bit of a like quiet in the beginning and then once it kind of takes off it just kind of takes off right right um but yeah it's just interesting to see it's like he he gets this he's carrying a camera around with him because he's going through this therapy and the therapist is like you know do a video journal Mm -hmm. so he's video himself in the woods the alien ufo like shows up he films it uh, he films himself getting abducted. He gets a film of the alien, and when he wakes up, he's like, "I gotta tell somebody." So he posts it online, and they do this cool thing where it's like they just show like the YouTube page, mm-hmm. and they just show like him click submit, and then they just show the number counting up mm-hmm. from people watching it, and then you see the reaction of like, "Okay, this many people think it's real. This many people think it's fake." He has to go through the process of like being interviewed, and then the interview is not what he thinks because he thinks like, "Oh, they believe me." Like they're gonna let me tell my story Mm -hmm. and the lady like he gets on tv and the lady like basically just makes a clown of him and uh so it's like him doing his best throughout the movie to get the truth out but also understand what is actually happening happening to him right and i will say i based on the conclusion of this movie i've never seen a alien movie like this (laughs) before 
the uh the end goal of what the aliens are actually wanting to do is what is really surprising in this movie okay um and this isn't one of those movies where like they show you like glimpses of the alien and you never really get to see it it's all they answer your questions No, they're I like, like all right you want to know what happened like there's a point where they're like you want to know what's going on here's what's going yeah. on um so like that. that part was satisfying of it but uh that's uh proximity it's available on amazon youtube and one other place i think it's like seven bucks okay um but that's another one if you're just curious that's something that i watched cool cool and just before we get in the news i'm gonna squeeze in this secret agenda I've the moment i've been waiting for <laughs> so the reason that I started this episode with my pirate-based accent is I need to... First, I'm going to bring up um, something that has basically revolutionized my life in, a, in, in less than an hour. Oh, I feel like I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, my friend, I helped my friend with homework. Uh, he's taking a class on cloud computing, mm-hmm. and he wanted to write an a- article about cloud gaming. So my immediate thought was Stadia. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had also recently heard about a competitor to Stadia that X-Cloud? is kind of no, oh. it's kind of blowing Stadia out of the water. It's called GeForce. Oh, GeForce Now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me tell you, GeForce has revolutionized my life because as a Mac user, um, I find that there is a giant wall on Steam Absolutely. that prevents me from playing a lot of games that I want to play For because sure. I don't have a, a, a Windows computer. Yeah. And GeForce allows me to go into what is basically a virtual machine for mm-hmm. free and access my PC Windows-based Steam games and play them on my Mac. Whoa, for free? For free. So I'll tell you about the free portion. No so they have two tiers of service they have a free version they have a founder's version which is basically okay. their premium it is less than stadia is 9.99 geforce is 4.99 a month okay um and basically all the 4.99 a month gets you is that when you go to play your game you get put in a queue because mm-hmm. obviously you're waiting for a virtual machine to open up oh so when you buy the premium edition that queue goes away so what's the queue like uh it's n- I have not suffered from the queue. Let oh, me put it that way. Okay. And the other limit to the free is that you have an hour's playtime. And so uh, before you, you have play to for an hour. Yeah, it's basically just a session inter- interruption. Gotcha. So you play for an hour and then there's a timer the that runs and it'll say you have five minutes left, save your game mm-hmm. and then jump back in. So okay. basically you quit out and you jump back in. Gotcha. So that's if you want to use the free service. Gotcha. Um, but the queue, it, like the most I've ever seen is like 10 people, and it literally will be like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 3, oh, wow. <laughs> 1, and then I'm in the game. Wow. So I haven't had any issues with like the, me sitting around waiting for the queue to open up, at least for the free version. Now, is this only Steam? game like uh, is it only connected it with says steam? pc stores pc game stores so, so i'm assuming that's compatible with the current geforce like platform yes. okay so i was doing steam because there was one game in particular that i purchased raft okay uh, that, that i game. really wanted to play yeah. uh but i bought it because it was like six bucks or something and i was like i want this i'm going to get a pc at some point and i want to yeah, just have this well so i jumped into raft um 
and I'm going to earn our explicit tag this week. <laughs> Fuck the shark, man. <laughs> Fuck that shark. He is ruining my life. <laughs> Wait, what shark? I don't even know so, about a shark. When you start out in raft, you literally start out with like a four by four like wood raft mm. that you are on you have nothing but a hook that you use to pull in things from the water around you mm. and you're at the mercy of the current so your raft is constantly moving yeah and so you can gather wood and plastic and things to build onto your raft foundation and but as you're trying to do that this asshole shark just <laughs> likes to swim around your raft and bite pieces of your raft off oh god and all you really have, yeah, all you have in the beginning to defend yourself is a pointy stick. <laughs> um, and because I'm not a uh, consistent uh, keyboard and mouse player, I had oh, a time tough. trying. I had a time trying to equip my stick and then stab the shark it's with. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> so the first couple times I wasn't close enough, and I I was stabbing, but there. I wasn't like hitting him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so he would bite. He would get a piece of my raft before, and I'd be like, God damn it! That's funny. So. Uh, Benny the shark is an asshole um, who is <laughs> did, constantly wait, did you name ruining him my that? life. I named him that Benny. I'm <laughs> like that goddamn Benny, because um, <laughs> he just circles your raft constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I've gotten to the level where I was able to build a simple water uh, purifier and oh, nice. a small grill so that I can on, feed this myself. This is on the raft. Still. This is on my raft. This is <laughs> on so my hot. my now six by six raft. <laughs> And uh, so I'm able to, like, self-sustain and feed myself. You have a hunger meter, a thirst meter, and a health bar. Okay. Um, and there are day-night cycles. And you're kind of just adrift. Uh, there are islands that you can stop at. Stopping at an island is an endeavor in mm. the beginning. Um, you can craft a paddle, which can help you kind of Veer. swerve yourself to left or right. Yeah. Um, but until I get a sail or anything of that nature, I can't really control kinda where my boat is going. Yeah, so I've landed a couple islands. I've explored them, got some seeds. Uh, I'm at the point now where I'm trying some to seeds. figure out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out how to grow things on my raft so I can at least have a consistent food source. Um, but yeah, this is something that I'm going to invite you uh, to play with me, hopefully one day. Because uh, there, there is co-op in this game, so we can I have Steam access. I can at least someone have someone on my back with a pointy stick. Just tell me when to keep that shark in bay. Is it always six dollars? I buy it right now. Oh, I don't know. You have to check it out. I bought okay. it on sale one day, but Got I don't you. think it's that much. There's but, a summer um, sale about to happen, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, let me know when you get that raft. I got you. So GeForce, uh, check that out. Um, if you're like me and you're you're like a Mac user who can't access PC games, so I say it revolutionized because. Oh, go ahead. I I don't. You maybe you're about to say it next, but I wanted to ask you about latency and all that type of stuff. I uh, so you have a connection kind of alert. So I've had times where it says like your connection is weak, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't experience any issues from that. Uh, I don't think Raft is that intensive, uh, graphically intensive of a game. Yeah. Um, I haven't played anything more significant than that on there. Um. But I haven't had any like issues that I that I can tell. It's not so like say when it's green when your connection says green or whatever. For example, mm -hmm. do, you don't as you're playing, you don't really find yourself thinking, okay, moving my mouse is slightly delayed from like it feels off. Like you never notice anything. Yeah, like that. that's it just never feels like you're playing. That's never happened to me. No. Okay. Cool. That's really good to hear. Um. And yeah, like even when it said it was weak, it might jitter for like a second, mm -hmm. and then it comes right back. Gotcha. Um, and I'm playing on Wi-Fi, so any um uh, compression issues? Like, do you notice it pixeling out or anything? 
No. Oh, wow. And that's why I say this game isn't that graphically intense. Uh, it's more of a bigger cell. Sh- it's more of a cell shaded style. Yeah. So I don't think it suffers from um, those intense graphics. You and know textures. what I'm actually searching right now? What? If this is available on iPhone, because that would be cool. Raft? No, GeForce now. Oh, okay. Oh, I not. don't know. That's the other thing I haven't gotten to play with yet is like, where can you because you you can access your own library from anywhere but i don't know what that actually means it would be cool like because i'm just thinking it would be really cool if you could just do the whole controller to your phone thing yeah that'd be cool so you said there's not an app for mobile there's an nvidia app but i'm not sure what's in it there's not specifically a geforce GeForce app app, okay so i'm not sure that's one on my secret agenda the next one i played exodus exodus i played metro, metro exodus all right so i only got to play like for a couple hours because i did it prior to the podcast wait i got but, you that right yes hey. so that's why i'm saying i'm finally getting to it shocking nice. all <laughs> i uh, forgot about yeah. it completely <laughs> it is exactly what i expected in a good way mm-hmm. um i haven't yet experienced because i know the big draw of metro exodus is the openness of it right um but i don't think i've reached that part yet i'm still a bit in the beginning scramble because okay. i noticed they're still kind of introducing me to things right right um but so far it is uh when you were talking about swat like it was making me think of this game yeah because it's like very yeah. much like be aware of your personal status right be aware of your surroundings be aware of where you are right um because it, only it's a survival game uh it's usually quite linear but it is also a um resource management game right um and so far the level of immersion um this <laughs> Every Metro game I played, like, it feels like the level of immersion, like, kicks up just a little bit. With the gun jamming and all that type of stuff. And, yeah, like, wiping your mask. the gun jamming, the wiping your mask. Uh, with this one, it, it actually vibrates with your steps, like, depending oh, wow. on where you're walking. Yeah. Um, and sound design is eerie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm at this point, I'm at the point in the beginning where it's, like, we're out of the tunnel system, but I'm with my wife, and I'm like, wife, go home! I mm. don't want you to die! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm a bit nervous Wait, right now. Wait, are you the same um, character? I am Artyom. Artyom? Uh, he has a wife. I'm Artyom, I the hero. Yes, he does. I didn't know he had a wife. Maybe I just um, forgot. And the un- unfortunate, it, unfortunately, his wife is also the daughter of his boss. <laughs> oh, God. So there's a lot of, like, the beginning of this game, uh, Artyom is getting yelled at by the major because he wants to go out looking for other people mm-hmm. and the major is like there are no other people there's only the metro and <laughs> you are wasting resources looking for other people there's always other people uh, so it very quickly keys you in on like what is rtm's mindset what is the mindset of everyone uh in this world mm-hmm. and so welcome conrad i don't know this. about you but if you feel this way but i really like i really find the like just lore of metro and like the storyline fascinating with like the whole dark ones thing and like the mutated like oh, these yeah. psychic mutants type of thing they got going on I, it's I definitely it was cool. and i know it's based on a novel um, yeah 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 but yeah it's very in-depth yeah. and you can very the the lore like i definitely pay attention because this is one of those games where you're you're in control but story is being delivered to you by conversations that are happening right uh, like as you're walking the, and stuff like in the that. hubs yeah, yeah. Because there's always Metro is famous for it's it at least the previous two games are very linear and yeah. you would kind of go on a gameplay 
line till you got to a hub and you would walk around and there'd be people talking and you can kind of listen to understand what's going on in the world right but yeah um it continues to be strong and i'm looking forward to continuing to play i'm playing on normal so i expect a little bit of struggle but not too much right right um i did go back and play one and two on hard mode and oh it gosh was a, it was a, it was a struggle yeah, yeah it, was a, it was tough finding bullets and stuff was a was a kind of a struggle in that game yeah and all that. my biggest problem is is the gas mask filter <laughs> yes yes i I'm forgot like, no, about those i can't breathe <laughs> Oh, um, so yeah nice. uh, I, i'm looking forward to playing that it feels really good um and i'm sad that i don't hear more people yelling about this game because yeah it, it definitely like kind of came and went so much attention yeah it's so quiet and that's sure such it's a strong. good franchise one of the better post-apocalyptic stories i feel yeah but nice, and then nice. the last thing will segue us into our first news story that i which i peaked gently- at i'm not gonna lie I have gently forced into the top of the news. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Which is, Skull and Bones is not dead, motherfucker. Hey. They're just taking their time. <laughs> so, I'm coming at you from last week. I'm getting on my podium. And I'm telling you that my game is coming out. <laughs> and we will be sailing the high seas within the next year, too. I had assumed it was just absorbed into Valhalla as the boating <laughs> combat. No! <laughs> you dare. So... So this is uh, for y'all that didn't listen last week. Tiz basically was like, "I need to give up on Skull and There's Bones." There's nobody and, more hyped for Skull and Bones in this universe than you. And me being <laughs> me, I, I I went and I dug, and I was like, "This Where is not are dead." You? So, uh, just uh, give you some brief synopsis uh, from this news link is that uh, basically uh, Skull and Bones was introduced in 2017. Yeah. Um. Uh. With a teaser trailer release trailer um and what happened is 2018 they came back with some gameplay um i'm forgetting the expos that they were shown at so i apologize for that Mm -hmm. but 2018 they came back with some gameplay video and then after that the uh lead creative director left ubisoft um Mm. and there aren't a ton of details as to why that happened Mm -hmm. but that is basically what started the chain of delays Uh, for uh skull and bones yeah so um a lot of uh, me listening to a lot of speculation videos uh what i got out of it is that what is happening possibly is that since there has to be a new creative director um they might be changing some things from the ground up and reworking it entirely now I'm not upset about this because honestly, if we got this on next gen, it's just going to be that much more beautiful. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Everything that they showed us, uh, video-wise, release trailer-wise, looked great. But I mean, it's only going to look better on the next gen uh, so this, platform. This will be uh, uh, essentially a next gen. Re- like it will come out and be yeah. only for next gen. It's not going to be like yeah. a PS4 and then up-res to PS5 type of thing right so and then two more things i'll add is that one thing that keeps people the people who did these um videos to to tell you about what's happening with skull and bones they said one key factor is that skull and bones is always on the fiscal report which Mm. means they're putting money into Into its development right and then second uh this article states that they're looking at a release sometime between april 2021 and march 2022 april 2021 okay that's not bad so all that to say, it's not dead. Okay. I'm ha- Don't count I'm it out. For it. 
<laughs> I'm not mad at that. And then, because I was going to go to the level of like, because I remember you said you didn't see the Kraken, and I was going to go to the level of sending you the Kraken video because I'm like, this, this is the, t- this is the cherry on my Sunday. That is really is this, cool that there's a Kraken. This in it. dark monster that's lurking. So I hope that in the reworking of this, we don't lose that because that, uh, yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like before the podcast, I relived like it's like the the trailer is like this female pirate. She cornered a uh, what looks like an empire or a military ship mm-hmm. uh, with their riches, mm-hmm. and then it's like once she defeats that ship, two more pirate ships come from behind oh, her, man. and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like so, it's <laughs> just surrounded. like and then there was actually a trailer release uh, at the end of 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will link that when I do the Tumblr post so that you guys can see that. Cause it was actually a trailer I'd never seen before. I don't think that's And it either. runs this theme of doggy dog. They're like in a doggy dog world where wolves. And it's <laughs> yeah. so they literally show like this Mexican standoff and there's like, and I wanted ships. to send it to you because there's a black pirate with dreads. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, that's Tiz's that's pirate. Me. Right there. <laughs> that's me for sure. So they have like this Mexican standoff between three pirates. And then by the end of the trailer, they're like making like a blood oath yeah. uh, to join each other. Cause they're like, cause they're like in a doggy dog world where wolves and wolves hunt in packs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Nice. So I was like, I- I'm so hyped. Like I literally have goosebumps recounting this story right now. Like, I'm, I'm inter- I, I love it i'm interested to see what like direction they kind of go with this like are they gonna go straight you know multiplayer pirate ship battles are they gonna go you know full story mode with a full i think honestly and all this stuff because they're saying that to make up for the fact because you know this is a this is a basically assassin's creed spinoff yeah yeah so in the video they were saying to make up for the fact that you're not doing all those assassin things mm-hmm they're going to make the gameplay of the ships that much more in depth. And so I think there is going to be, obviously, I think there's going to be a single player campaign and there's probably going to be like a multiplayer, like in world ranking type thing. I think that'd be cool. Um, But I have not seen any more reports on that, but as things come out, um, definitely count on me to bring it up because I'm feeling the hurt more than ever. You're our resident Um, skull and bones expert. Yeah, because if I could sail, if I could sail the high seas and live my life freely, I I would, I would. Um, oh, but yeah, no, that's dope. So, that's dope. Um, hope to take hear us more into about the take us into the real news. Nah, well, we can say that's real news. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, I just had to, I had to come with the the vigor this week. Nah, it's it's something that I feel like I'm learning about myself when it comes to games. I feel like I have a hard time playing and getting into games where the main i guess quote protagonist or thing that you play as and control in the game isn't like humanoid does that make sense Uh, so are you talking about like so like i can't play mech games i'm noticing i can't play like obviously you said mech yeah mech like like games where the main character i can't watch mech anime Really? So yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like like there's this new shooter from like I think Bungie that's coming out that in on paper I should be really hype about, but when I look at it, it's like you're playing as these like not human like robotic. You're like you're a human, but you're playing as a pilot for this like hover hovering aircraft. So you, you control the aircraft, and it's like that to me is like ah, but I don't. I don't know. I just don't feel I can't it's like I can't feel attached to 
a, a machine. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. It's maybe yeah. it's weird, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Skull and Bones is gonna be, and this might be too heavy of a metaphor, but like, mm-hmm. think it will be the the uh, cyberpunk of pirates pirates yeah of pirate games because i think you're really gonna get invested in your character right and figuring out what you want your place in this world to be do you but think the over oh go ahead oh, i was just gonna ask do you think or would you want there to be out of boat gameplay i think there will be out of boat because i think that the traveling to islands aspect and exploring the little islands <clears throat> is a part of the adventure okay um and then obviously or not obviously but in the in the black flag there's the diving um right, right. so you're diving for treasure too so i for think sure. that will definitely because the huge the main trailer the first release trailer showed like you know ships crash uh they get blown up and the and treasure just sinks got you so i'm thinking you know there'll probably be like shipwrecks you can explore things right. like that uh okay. just to open the game up a little bit that could be cool yeah no, but I'm, it, I'm i think it's to see. the indian ocean is where it's going to be taking place okay so gotcha because if Cause you're it, fighting if, if this turns out to be a um like a more in-depth more not realistic but more like realistically visualized version of sea of thieves not to be like joking on the sea of thieves but like yeah. you know the ideal pirate like all-in-one fantasy that yeah pirate i think it, i think you're talking about like a <clears throat> Fortnite versus like a PUBG. yeah yeah type of like thing. sea of thieves is the Fortnite exactly <laughs> of skull and bones exactly and skull and bones would be the PUBG. yeah um but nah we'll, we'll definitely see how things play out um and then next up we have uh some more playstation 5 stuff they're just slowly as slow as possible trickling out info about this thing um so i don't know if you saw but they <coughs> sorry <clears throat> some pepper in my throat or something so was this the one okay yeah i was like was this the one where the girl was running around in like caves yeah yeah i did see this it's basically just a tech demo for unreal engine 5 which is obviously a um a development platform that can be used to make games on playstation 5 and presumably xbox one s or one or xbox series x as well (laughs) um <laughs> it's so stupid it, it is oh my goodness let's just um, call it triple x from now on triple x the triple x box yeah <laughs> or the or the dark tower the da- whichever yeah, yeah, one da- of these terms i keep forgetting to refer to it as the dark tower um <laughs> <laughs> but no they showed they showed off this little tech demo where it was this girl like exploring a cave and then she eventually like or like these tombs inside of a cave and then she eventually leaves the cave and flies through this like ancient aztec looking city very um, very uh tomb raidery yeah and it was apparently this demo it's not a game but it is playable so like they were on a controller like moving around doing this stuff and mm-hmm. this is supposed to be an example quote unquote of what the real ps5 uh what games on the real ps5 hardware w- will and can look like it um, is very pretty it is very pretty and they also did some during the demonstration they had like functionality where you could turn off the lighting effects and stuff like that the different effects that the the hardware enables um Mm -hmm. just to see the difference of of like really what's what's happening um and i like 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 you said it, it looks really good um my main thing though with these tech demos and why i never really take them serious is uh they're never really an indication of what you know real games look like mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just to say it like bluntly 
um, usually to get a game the, to look that the good. The demo is optimized to make Super everything Super optimized. Look. But you have to remember that developers are going to optimize for their game and yes. not necessarily for the system. Yes. And also there are so many other constraints on real game development to where they have to make, you know, all these different sacrifices and stuff like this. My yeah. hope and my, my, um, and just another side note before I get into that. Uh, so the Epic CEO said, uh, in regards to this demo, the SSD, the PS5's custom SSD, which is the big feature, the big next-gen advancement innovation that they've been talking about, is way ahead of even where PCs are now, and that this type of demo is only possible because of the way the SSD can rapidly stream in the textures as you're just moving through the world. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I think that's interesting and something to keep note, but as always, the most important thing for me and the thing that really got me intrigued about when Xbox first dropped all their specs is is frame rate. Um, I recently played a game. It's called Black Desert Online. I've actually meant to put it in my week, but I, I'm not going to talk about it that much because I'm probably never going to play it again. Um, but it's called Black Desert Online. It's an MMO, a PC MMO, and it's known for its very flat or very high graphics fidelity for an MMO. Um, because of MMOs, because their scale, they usually have to drop the graphics down. But this game is very pretty, very highly high in detail, um, and it's action based, so it's very flashy. There's a lot of effects going off. Runs not perfectly at sixty on my decently, I won't say high spec laptop, but mid high spec. I, I guess like it's stronger than my PS Five. Mm -hmm. Can run that kind of at 60 but it, it definitely drops frames drops down to like 30 or so 45 stuff like that on playstation even dumbed down to run on the playstation this game runs horribly on ps4 <laughs> it is so unbearably choppy and laggy in every single thing that you do that it's just like i don't care what I really don't care what games look like on the PS5 as long as they... I need every single game to be capped at 60, at and, least. Um, because tamp, tamp down on those load times. Yeah, definitely the load times. Um, because Xbox is over there talking about they'll be able to run games at 144 frames a second. And to me, that's way more impressive than anything shown in this tech demo. Um, so you would be happy if the PS5 was just the PS4 Pro Pro Plus? yeah like be stable like i just want it to run <laughs> every game stably like that's all i care about and i know some of that is on the developers too whether they want to cut back on the graphics for uh more stability um but i hope however this playstation 5 hardware is set up that it will be strong enough to run like if if your game's gonna look like it looked in this tech demo it, i bet it better not be stuttering like that's all i have to say about that and that's my hope for for that like I, I just want performance over graphics at this point like i really don't personally care that much about how detailed some rocks on a mountain look um, yeah i, I don't, I don't care about whether or not my mom walks into the room and is confused as if i'm watching a movie or playing yeah a game. exactly like <laughs> <laughs> i want to have fun and play that's already game. happened actually exactly um and I, f I feel like too we're at a point where these tech demos and and like, I feel like we're kind of at that plateau, right, of where graphics can get better. Like, looking at a game like, I don't know, what's a really good-looking game on PS4? Like Uncharted? Yeah, Uncharted, like Uncharted 4 or something like that. 
like to me yeah it still looks like a game but like the environments are i feel like we're at a level where we're only getting like very incrementally better improvements in graphics yeah. like because i was gonna say when that when you talk about environments like um detroit uh, um, is another one too detroit yeah. um i was gonna say resident <coughs> evil resident has evil. very beautiful environments yep. realistic environments and then um what's the game we were talking yakuza mm-hmm. yakuza has crazy realistic environments environments yeah um but no yeah I, I feel like we're kind of getting to a plateau and i think the real advancements now come from things like load times performance um speed like stuff like that um how do you how do you feel about all this Uh, i i agree um i agree with you uh pretty much um i don't know i think i don't i have a different perspective because i don't come from technical specs Mm -hmm. when i look at you know because i'm going back to like when i was a kid like i wasn't thinking about the tech i didn't realize that the gamecube at its time had the best graphics resolutions out of all the consoles at that time i just played it Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so, like, my thing is, like, my PS4 is at the point where it's trying to eat my disc. Um, so I'll just be happy if I can play my PS4 games on my PS5. And like you said, that it, it runs smoothly. Because yeah. at this point, that's the base you can give us is, you know, the games that come on it should run properly. Yeah. That's, a, that's base. Like, we're in, we're in what, 40 years? Like, 40 years, 50 years of video games yeah. at this point? So... I don't know, yeah, but I have a little bit of more uh, overall faith in PlayStation, I think, than you do right now. I'm um, just so it's not even that I don't have faith. It's just why I feel like are I, you I, acting this way? Why are they? I feel like I'm like the, the the religious cardinal for PlayStation, and I'm like my son. Don't lose faith, my yeah. son. Come, <laughs> didn't come into the wrong. fold. Yeah. yeah, like it will be fine. All will be revealed. Yeah. <laughs> man because i'm just like i'm so like my mental state is just so xbox is trash um (laughs) but you know i'm uh, so i think i'm fighting this from a different perspective i'm just like uh, playstation is going to be the peak because it has been a peak we may see a turnover in that um Mm because like you said xbox is coming out with legit things that look impressive yeah but they're not being dodgy sketchy yeah but they're <laughs> i just feel like they don't have their systems down packed so yeah. and to be fair xbox did get slammed for their presentation last week um because they said they were gonna show off all this next gen gameplay but they really didn't um, yeah so it seems like it, both companies are kind of having a little bit of trouble at the end of the day you you know who who's always waiting there with their arms open wide Nintendo. for you they're always ready to give you that that hug you need until they drop this the the Nintendo Switch U that <laughs> undoes every and single. And then you're like, get out of here! It's stupid. I you're s- stupid. I swear their next console is gonna undo every single technological iteration or technological innovation they've ever made, and it's gonna take us back to the it's Stone gonna ages. be it's gonna be full motion controls. This is gonna oh be straps goodness. that strap onto your wrists and your ankles. <laughs> we know what Nintendo and, does. Uh, <laughs> We know what Nintendo does. So, I don't know. But I still got my Switch, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> hey, I, what did we what did we discover, like, three or four weeks ago? Uh, uh, what is it? What is it called? The uh, Ring Fit. The Switch Ring Fit is, like, completely sold out right now and, yeah. like, almost impossible to get. I'm anywhere. sure that gave them some idea. 
yeah so <sighs> but yeah we'll see we'll see what's up with this playstation uh they're still rumored to be revealed in july early july so um we yeah, shall i've see. been happy overall there's been a couple setbacks here and here but overall with playstation i've been very satisfied yeah and they say it's still all production and everything still on track for 2020 game development still on track despite corona um, so that's good news um and then next up uh the playstation had a state of play uh specifically focused on ghost of tsushima um revealing did they the bring out did they bring my boy back with the didgeridoo <laughs> or the flute or whatever he had yeah <laughs> nah he wasn't there <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> um but nah this game this game looks cool um and they showed off they showed off some stealth gameplay they showed off some combat gameplay and they showed off um customization and a little bit of like the map in the world and stuff and um it looks cool and i, I don't want to be negative on it but it is a little different than i think what i was hoping for mm-hmm. um in, in what way so I think kind of what I was hoping for, one, because this game is being made by the infamous team Sucker Punch. Um, so I was hoping this would be a more of a, I guess, action based um, open world samurai game and mm-hmm. not so much of a like this to me is taking more of a Sekiro approach um again which is uh, we're getting a lot of those games right like now. thought like thoughtful combat very slow methodical combat very okay. very stealth oriented um okay. people are saying this looks like literally uh the assassin's creed japan that people have been wanting um <laughs> because of the way the gameplay looked and and the way things play out um so it, i don't i don't know i'm i'm kind of waiting to see how i feel about this closer to wars when it comes out yeah because um, i'll definitely can tell and, and for our audience too like this is definitely not my kind of game yeah. uh i'm looking at this like i'm looking at like i looked at sekiro yeah, like yeah. i have massive amounts of respect for it and yeah. the people that play it but like <laughs> it's completely out of my wheelhouse i don't think it'll nearly be as hard as something like sekiro or neo i don't think that's what they're going for quite but i do mm-hmm. think they want it to be thoughtful in how you approach like it's one of those games where you come to a village right and the objective is like eliminate the shogun mm-hmm. and okay there's this rooftop rooftop there's this tunnel there's this passage there's this fire that can be set over here you know what i mean it's just like how do you navigate through this village okay maybe you can set off an alarm to just make everybody run at you and see if you can do it that way so kind of like a um, a dishonored yeah exactly dealy um and they said too like the armor there's there's armor crafting and customization there's resource gathering in the world the different armor you put on changes your gameplay style so you can have lighter armor to make you more quiet and stealthy you can have heavier armor to make you more you know combat oriented stuff like that Mm -hmm. um there's fast travel um so yeah all that all that different stuff uh you know they they've got the the whole like every stealth mechanic you could imagine like the you know throw a rock to distract a dude all that type of stuff so it really does seem like like kind of how the later assassin's creed games have you like okay here's this base figure out how to tackle it type of thing um is it where these uh does sucker punch have anything to do with um uh 
Infamous or was that yeah, Sucker Punch is the Infamous? Okay, because I'm like I I thoroughly enjoyed the Infamous series, and that's what I'm saying. I was ho- like from the early trailers, you're like grappling, hooking across the tops of buildings and yeah, stuff, and I'm like, like, oh, this is gonna Japanese be a fast pace, yeah, Japanese Batman. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really seem like that anymore. So I don't know. I'm um maybe it's a little more realistic than I was hoping. But I love um, the way you love pirate stuff. I love samurai stuff and yeah. ninja stuff. Um, so I'm I'm still definitely keeping an optimistic eye on it. It may just not be a day one. It may just be a later purchase, but who knows? We'll see. Um, and then what do I have? Uh, switching up to some Nintendo news. Paper Mario, a new Paper Mario was announced um, for July 17th, 2020. The Origami King. Um, <laughs> So. And I, I I said to Ty when I when I saw this uh, on the because I found this on the eShop store mm-hmm. uh, for pre purchase and I was yeah. like whoa like Paper where? Mario on the Switch yeah. new game uh, I I can't remember and I feel like we did it on this show like very back in our early episodes we made a joke about an, a Paper Mario origami? origami type <laughs> game yeah um so uh, I don't know if we yet have the fan resources. <laughs> check on that but i if, yeah. if i could i'd be like hey guys did we Find talk that about episode. that but um i can do my own re-listen but yeah i i, I i'm excited yeah. um because uh-huh. i feel like paper mario got the downgrade when they tried to shift it over to 3ds games Handhelds, yeah um and you got that sticker star nonsense I agree. um but uh mainline paper mario is usually good yeah um overall and a comment that they made was that they're trying to get back to the rp like the deeper rpg elements that the original ones had which is honestly what i loved about it because they're really really what thousand year door in those original paper mario games were they're spiritual successors to mario rpg which is like the classic uh game boy advance uh, game boy advance no game i, I think color. snes actually yeah yeah actually you're right i think mario rpg i think was on snes yeah you're right you're right um snes yeah and mario works really well <laughs> in rpg format um yes which is and the story and the writing was always really funny really engaging and it can be repetitive mm-hmm. in that, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it's not necessarily random encounters, but like every time you're on a free level, you hit an enemy. It Same way in it, RPG. It, yeah, RPG it closes is. out and opens back up into a battle yeah. type interface. So it can get repetitive when you're just fighting a chain of Goombas. But mm-hmm. uh, Paper Mario had that aspect of like, here's some like bonus active gameplay where if you choose to jump on a Goomba, you can press A at the proper time to yes. get like a double a double hit combo so it made uh the rpg battle you that can't just sit much back. more interactive yeah yeah you gotta actually have your hand on the controller and like time things and stuff yeah um and i i think too uh a thing i like about paper mario if i remember right is you don't really have to grind to get where you need to get in the game it's you can kind of just play naturally you know do side quests and stuff and you'll be able to take on the challenges that you need to yeah, you um, can just kind of follow the chain of events. Yeah. Um, so I, I oh, just... Oh, wow. That, uh, oh, sorry, that origami... I was just saying, that origami blooper looks... Insane. Intense. Right. That's going to be a cool... <laughs> I bet you that's, a, like, the first boss fight or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I just want to read this little story synopsis they have real quick. 
or not yeah, synopsis, but um, overview. So it says Princess Peach invites Mario and Luigi to the kingdom's origami festival, um, but she looks a bit more papery than usual. <laughs> it turns out King Ali, who claims to be the ruler of Origami Kingdom, has hatched a devious plot that only Mario and his friends could solve. Oh, and Olivia is actually King Ali's sister. Um, Paper Mario will have new abilities at his disposal, including the 1,000-fold arms ability. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> that will allow players to extend Mario's arms to interact with the environment and solve puzzles. There will also be a new ring-based battle system that requires both puzzle-solving skills and a quick wit. Um, so it all sounds pretty interesting to me. And I really love, like, Paper Mario really plays into the paper aspect oh, yeah. of the medium. So they so will detailed. take advantage of, you know, if it's uh, a 3D situation, they may take advantage of the 2Dness and have you slip through cracks yeah. and things like that. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, look look forward to that. And that was also part of the rumored, uh, you know, Mario anniversary releases where they're going to release a paper, a new Paper Mario game, Mario 64, Galaxy and Sunshine remakes for the switch so hopefully this uh validates the other the my other part of the rumor um, help my pockets <laughs> actually because i the money is just flying out lord knows i buy these games every single time they're released <laughs> <laughs> and will probably continue to do so because my friend was clowning me because i was just like oh i had these set games on a budget and i told tiz and he's like well what about this game and what about this game and i'm yeah. like you're blowing my budget <laughs> and he's just like well what are these games and i'm like uh bioshock and he's like that's old and i was like but it's awesome <laughs> i love it. bioshock is awesome look everybody so like, has those games they buy over and over again yeah for sure yeah i'm gonna buy Catherine again yeah and no one's gonna stop me because well. it's my switch might as well <laughs> um support the devs you you love you know what i'm saying yes got it you got to um and then next up some more nintendo news um unfortunate news so smash ultimate is cut from the online evo 2020 lineup um and it's pres- they wouldn't say why but we all know it's because of the trash nintendo netcode that they refuse <laughs> I- to fix ever <laughs> can i add um i just heard on another podcast this week they were talking about this and um they were talking about so is there a mechanism for when uh if your internet cuts no, out for the answer is no i don't even know uh, what you're gonna say but i'm sure the answer is no uh, oh, oh. <laughs> ahead, they though. just mentioned like ahead, if like a player's like connection died or something like a a cpu would take over in S- and they were saying smash yeah no, and they no, were no, saying no, like no. there's a possibility that a cpu character could win the tournament because Oh, they get replaced no nintendo uh, would never okay. be that advanced in, in networking there's there's no nintendo won't even tell you if the person's connection is good that you matched with you'll literally they, just go in the match and it'll be extremely laggy and it's like oh well thanks for not warning me their connection was don't trash. they do that in aces yes which i don't get because aces <laughs> wait, came out before wait, smash so they do that in aces but not, not in, smash? in smash it makes no sense <laughs> this is why i hate nintendo sometimes yo. <laughs> Like they'll literally do something, make all these good improvements, and then in another game they'll just act like it never happened. Nintendo feels sometimes like a project based, like a project propelled by love. It's like a grandfather who wants to make something for his grandchild, but doesn't really know. But it's not made (laughs) for. It's not made for everybody. You know what I mean? Like it's made for his grand his grandchild, but everyone loves it. So. 
he's like in the back somewhere tinkering away sweating his brow off, yeah. trying to make it work yeah. for all these new kids that love his thing like there's something about no, it's like this is made by a single man in a workshop <laughs> <laughs> with a single person in mind yeah so <laughs> but so I, much I love know. is into it yeah it's like you can feel you it's like mad. they're trying so hard yeah which is part uh, of why I can't be super mad, but it's just like, come on, like, sma- competitive Smash has been a thing for, f- like, 15 years, like, <laughs> something like that, and people have been trying to play this game online, like, competitive online fighting games have been a thing for way longer than that, so it's just like, you know this is, con- this has been a complaint since Nintendo Systems first had Wi-Fi, or mm-hmm. the ability to use Wi-Fi brawl on the wii with wi-fi was unplayable it was so laggy (laughs) people really wanted to do it playable nintendo knows people wanted to do it so what do they do they make smash 4 and don't fix any of the problems it's a little more playable but still extremely laggy um so then smash ultimate comes out now it's actually playable only if both people are wired mind you but it's playable um but without any other online functionality to speak of and mm-hmm. most of the time it's 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 like so a thing let me roll back a little bit a thing with the other games are doing um because uh, a lot of these new games like i don't know skull girls mortal Kombat, stuff like that may not necessarily have um the best code in the newest update so they have solutions in place where they can you know roll back their titles to to previous versions to make sure the netcode is stable for these tournaments obviously Mm -hmm. nintendo has no solution to make the netcode in smash better so there's just no smash in evo this year um which is highly unfortunate and i'm hoping that this makes nintendo realize that it's important to have this online functionality but i don't knowing nintendo i don't think they care in the slightest Danny um, Corona. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because Nintendo caters to, you know, children with these. <laughs> I'm serious, to children and families Small with these games. Small and adult children. Yeah, and they don't really care. They tend to not care about the competitive community, like, at all. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate to me, but uh, what can yeah. you do? Well, I was going to say, as somebody who almost exclusively plays single-player games, Yeah, I appreciate their effort to make uh complete and fulfilling single player games but mm-hmm. if they want to compete with the other compa- the people they're always constantly trying to compete with mm-hmm. they've got to step that up right and you got us buying all these downloadable character passes and all this stuff and you're telling me you can't put some of that money back into the making sure the online is working well um but a constant nintendo complaint for me <laughs> <laughs> so i won't linger on it too long um and then no, they were too busy making animal crossing <laughs> yeah right which also is really weird to play online with other people um of course and then, but yeah and then next up uh this is a short story so diablo 2 remastered rumor for q4 2020 i'm hype about this if it's true i will buy day one without a doubt i love diablo one of my favorite franchises um yeah that's, that's all i really can say about that um <laughs> excite yeah and then another short story i just saw this literally today i had no idea about it um but another franchise i love harvest moon is coming back after a long time off with a completely new title for the switch called harvest moon one world 
Um, Interesting. And I'm going to read the brief description of this. This is uh, from an. Uh, I don't like these graphics. But go ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is from an IGN article. It says Harvest Moon One World will feature a new world with both new and returning characters, unique villagers, and new challenges as you grow your farm. The story of the game will revolve around a world where fruits and vegetables no longer exist. My kind of world. <laughs> With players forced to venture beyond their towns and into the wider world to investigate a mystery being back. A mystery and bring back produce into the world. So, Jeez. mad goofy story, but sounds like Harvest Moon. Um, the graphics do look a little dated, especially... Um, well, not I won't say I won't say that I won't hold that as a not because it is a Switch game, um, but their big competitor right now and the big bar that they have to pass is, uh, Stardew Valley. I don't know why I was blanking. Yeah, on that I was gonna second. say it looks very like the the layout of your home base kind of looks very similar to Stardew Valley. Yeah, I think Stardew really set the bar for this genre of farming game um after because harvest moon kind of took such a long hiatus and then they had the whole thing where they had to change the name to story of seasons for i guess legal reasons and now i guess it's can be harvest moon again i don't quite know how all that works but i don't know harvest moon is one of my favorite franchises growing up so i'm gonna say this one looks like a pass for me but i will say yeah i will say that the last one I played, I uh, believe, was Island of Hope. Yeah. I think um, I played on 3DS, and I got so consumed in the the same way I got obsessed with the boat uh, mechanism in Black Flag, mm-hmm. the sailing. Mm-hmm. I got obsessed with the mining in Harvest Moon. Mm, okay. Um. So, me personally, I'm looking for if they did a game that was more centralized around the mining mechanism right. in the game uh how I did it work in that game because i didn't play that one so there was basically like um one of the things uh, in addition to farming your crops talking and helping townspeople mm-hmm. is that to get money uh you could go basically spend one of your whole days of stamina uh, by going to the cave up in the mountains to mine mm-hmm. and the way that it would go is that uh there were levels to the cave i never got to the bottom mm-hmm. uh there was oh, this hundreds, sounds just I think there's like, like stardew valley <laughs> i think there's like hundreds of floors yeah. and um so you basically uh stamina was very tight mm-hmm. um and you had to there was like stones that look like mud and every time you hit one it would reveal sure. some type of precious stone mm-hmm whether that be emerald diamond uh the rose quartz all these things mm-hmm. um and you had to manage your stamina because if you change floors there were also holes so you could purposely fall down like five or ten floors Jesus. uh just to get lower but you had to have the stamina to climb back, back to out. the top so there was many many weeks i spent uh just basically getting up rushing to water my crops and then running to the mine mm-hmm. uh to get down in there just to see what i could explore mm-hmm. and i think it was just the exploration of like this un this giant unknown place um that kept me coming back mm-hmm. um but yeah it was just so intense like it was like it felt like a whole nother game inside of uh harvest moon yeah like almost a dungeon crawler <laughs> yeah yeah it felt like a roguelike yeah uh because you had to start at the first floor every single time it's fun and so, you kind of had to remember where you went there are no monsters though right 
No. Okay. So that's, I think that's the only difference with Stardew because Stardew has a literal same. There's an infinite cave and the deeper you down, the deeper you go down, the better rewards you get, but obviously mm-hmm. the more stamina and stuff. And, but the, in Stardew, there's actually like slimes and monsters and stuff that'll attack okay. you. Okay. And then so swinging your sword to defend yourself is also a drainer of stamina. Um, so I think it just adds like that little combat layer on top of it. Yeah. Um, and that also, both of those things also remind me of, um, what's that other game? Oh, the spinoff of Harvest Moon, um, Rune, Rune Factory. Rune, Rune Fa- yeah. Yeah. Which is supposed to, there's a new one of those supposed to be coming to Switch. And that, it like doubles down on the dungeon aspect. Okay. And you actually. I might check that out. I remember that in your, in your game bag. Yeah. Uh, from when we were younger. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, what, what, it, why is he, I was like, why is he playing this freaking spinoff of Harvest Moon? Just play Harvest Moon. No, it's so, it's like literally like Pokemon mixed with, cause you can like go down, you go down into the dungeon, you fight monsters, but you can also capture monsters and ah. then you bring them back to your farm to raise them and train them to go back into the dungeon with you and then go deeper and deeper and then there were dungeon bosses and stuff like that but there was still all the farming stuff of harvest moon so it'd be like you have chickens you have crops you have eggs you have the town stuff like i don't know i just room factory is a really cool like concept to me um but yeah i think i'm definitely gonna check it out this time around you should for sure um and i think that is it for the news there was oh there was one last thing i wanted to tell you you i need you and I'm done with it now, so you can. But I need you to play Final Fantasy VII, so I can. <laughs> because what I as I start Metro Exodus. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, no, that. I'll totally jump in. But, but I'm just joking. <laughs> there is a revelation, and I won't spoil anything. But there's a revelation about this game and what it is, and I need it's. I'm, I'm bursting with uh, trying to tell somebody. Okay. Well, we definitely we'll get that uh we'll get that set back up yeah. so I have access. But we'll um, uh, I, I'm definitely down because I'm like I told you my my reasons for holding off on it are dumb. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can easily overcome them. Yeah, for sure. And it's not one of those games where it's like you forget the controls if you stop playing. No, no, no. I don't think. Like I just that. know it's going to be deep, and I will get it's immersive in. for sure. Yeah. Because um, that's what happened to me on 15. I was just in the world, you know? Yeah, exactly. 15 was cool. like that, too, for me. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it for the news this week. Um, so, uh, shall give let's, you back uh, the reins. Would you like to shimmy on over to Anime Corner for a minute? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's do, do you it. have anything uh, of interest for Anime Corner? Um, I'm still watching Gurren Lagann. Um, it's obviously not okay. new, not currently airing, so I'm still enjoying it. I meant um, to ask really you where you were on that so I could try and catch up to you. I'm pretty far in towards the end now. I'm like 21 or 20 out of okay. 27. Um, okay. But I mean, you can go ahead and watch it if you were going to, and then we can just talk about it after you, you're done or whatever, too. Okay. But that's honestly it for me. A bunch of the shows I'm watching are delayed. Black Clover's delayed. One Piece is delayed because of corona um yeah a whole bunch of stuff is delayed I was, so. i'm so sad about because Aubrey ronman uh was really filling my need for jojo in a weird way mm-hmm. um simply because like i said before uh Aubrey ronman is very rem- the plot of Aubrey ronman is reminiscent of part seven of jojo um in, okay. with this race across america got you got so you. i was like really like ready to be in and it's like it just stops at episode three because of the delay yeah so um i'm i'm dev- I'm a little sad about that but i will say uh glepnir 
continues to be strong mm-hmm. um as far as like new anime this season is concerned nice. um so i think i'm i they're on episode five and i think i'm just in from now on out um and uh trying to think what actually happened last time but i think i said uh before that it really opened up this past week so we kind of got our main uh our main momentum for what's going to carry us through the season the characters uh wants the characters needs what they need to understand about what's going on in with this death game Mm because it's it's kind of it's kind of pretty much a death game Mm -hmm. with the weirdest premise ever which is that um so so there's an alien aliens Mm -hmm. i believe who left their planet but in order to save resources on their travel to find a new planet they turn themselves into data which they stored in gold coins and they there was a some kind of problem or incident and when they crashed on earth the coins got scattered Mm -hmm. and so one of the aliens is like if telling these people if you work to gather these coins for me i will grant you a wish Mm -hmm. and he he heavily implies that that wish has to do with like superpowers interesting so that's why you have this mix of these they call them monsters in Mm -hmm. the show but these mix of these people who have been turned into various things Mm -hmm. and so we kind of found out by like episode three that the reason our main character looks like a mascot Mm -hmm. is that the somebody wished him somebody made a wish uh it was this girl made a wish that like she wanted to be one with him yeah so like she was in love with him or whatever so she wanted (laughs) to be one so the reason is he is the mascot suit is because somebody can get inside Inside of him him. right yeah so it gets a little in-depth in that way and then like this week we came we stumbled upon another group of gatherers and some tensions occurred so it kind of just cliff hung on those tensions interesting yeah this show sounds interesting it's gonna be fight time next week i believe this might be my next start the next one i start <laughs> and then I started an anime that I have started three times, I believe. Oh God. Uh over since it came out. Uh it was called Darker Than Black. Oh, I, that that's on my drop list. I started it, I was like, oh, yeah. Wait, um, is this the hold on, let me make sure we're thinking of the same one. Okay, so I'll just tell uh while you're looking at that, Darker Than Black, uh I don't remember when it came out, but um, I think the problem was that it came out against a bunch of other also good anime mm-hmm. and those got the more attention. So uh, I went and looked this back up and because it had to do with supernatural powers yeah, the and dude, it's action. Hold on, sorry to interrupt you. The yeah. dude fights with like a metal wire or something, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. I tried, but um, keep going though. Sorry. So in Darker Than Black, uh, we have... A world which is earth mm-hmm. and this event occurs where they said um in two places two portals open mm-hmm. uh they call one hell's gate and one one heaven's gate mm-hmm. and forgive my confusion but something happened to the world where like these portals like uh they affected like the environment around everyone mm-hmm. and then um some people uh were affected by the portals in that they became what the show calls contractors mm-hmm. 
and I call them witches because uh, yeah. to me they're basically like witches. But like contractors are people who have powers, and the powers come at the price of I forget what they call it. Um, but it's basically like their contract where if they use these powers, they have to then do this ritual. Mm. So like the first guy you meet, um, he like does some. He like floats in the air and like attacks this dude and. Once he lands, he has to like break his fingers Jesus. because that's the ritual he agreed upon to yeah. receive those powers. Yeah. And then you have um, like there was another guy. It was like he has to he like folds all these pages in a book after he uses his powers. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So everybody has a weird thing that they have to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the main character uh has been sent on some type of investigation so he moves into this town and he kind of just interacts with all these various contractors and there seems to be an overall plot but basically what Mm -hmm. i'm noticing is that the story kind of changes every two episodes right you get introduced kind of to like a new problem and a new character like almost Um, like a detective those detectives yeah almost like an episodic detective show Mm. because uh where i stopped there was this girl um she's just like an average school girl uh she does not know that she is a contractor mm-hmm. and her father uh is doing research to try and contain her power mm-hmm. so there's something i think that happens when contractors become overpowered they get called moratoriums which i think means that they have like no control over okay. their power and so she's got like this little she's got like this little sparkle on her wrist Mm. and she talks about how like her father says it's her good luck charm and she kind of keeps it wrapped and she's really just sad about the fact that she never gets to see her dad but the reason she never gets to see her dad is because he's really been working on this one experiment that keeps her powers in check okay so by the this is like the one out of the two episode story arc i was talking about by the end of that first episode uh she has set like three buildings on fire Jesus, because there's these people chasing after her. And every time she gets confronted or cornered, she gets, she freaks out and then people just get set on fire. Oh my goodness. And so when that first happens, like her father's been taking care of this plant from inside of the portal. And apparently the plant was keeping her powers in check. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's really right now where i am it's really just all still kind of shrouded in mystery as far as the what's happening in the overall world right uh but you're getting a better sense of the main character and i get i see why you would drop it yeah i completely understand that um because i don't even know why to be honest (laughs) it does not like to tell you things um in in kind of a frustrating way right um so for me, I'm more interested right now in the main character. It keeps and you in the dark. The action. Yeah, it keeps you. That <laughs> was like darker than black. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna keep watching and see because this was on a couple of lists as far as like overlooked anime. Yeah. Um, and again, I say that because I think of what it came out against at the time. Right. Um. Yeah, let me. Let, and then, I'll be. I'll be curious to hear what your final thoughts are eventually on this, and then I'll like whether or not I should try it again. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing I'll mention is that um, <laughs> I had to laugh at one of the tweets. Uh, I think that you replied to uh, on an anime conversation. Did someone tweet something about Fire Force being greater than yeah, Demon Slayer? Yeah. They said they said everybody hyped the wrong anime this season. They said Fire Force <laughs> over Demon Slayer. And I was like, I was that's like, blasphemous. bro, 
Who are you? Yeah, Get out of here. That's insane. Like, like I literally I love replied. Fire Force, but that's insane. I literally, uh, yeah, I love Fire Force too, but holy crap, it took 15 episodes to, like, get interesting. Yeah. Like, it had all the pieces, but they weren't interacting properly. Yeah, whereas Demon Slayer was just from the jump, you know what I mean? I literally posted that John Cena gif, and I was like, are you sure sure? about this? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, it's not too late to retract this statement. Because even in its quiet moments, like, Demon Slayer was hitting you at the heart absolutely you know with uh i forget the main character's name but his family tandra situate yeah tandra's family like his relationship with his sister mm-hmm. uh it, it's it was just all around beautiful i can't wait for the movie the uh that's coming out the yeah, movie sequel it seems um, like these movies take forever to actually come out once they're announced yeah so i'm really oh I'm wait really you told me that. um you told me made an abyss movie too was out right three three it is out you yeah said? well i found it on uh that in, that website i still gotta look look it was a that. watchable version cool cool uh, and then i want... just had oh, one i'm sorry i just had one final follow-up mm-hmm. um so crap 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 oh here we go so i saved i was just browsing through twitter again um which is why i brought that last thing up and Somebody, uh, so you might remember a couple episodes back, I griped about a certain YouTuber saying things that upset people Mm -hmm. or might upset people and not having any humbleness Mm -hmm. or modesty. And so I was scrolling, I still follow him on Twitter and I was scrolling through some tweets and they were talking about in reference, uh, to the story we just talked about previously about the Evo issues, mm-hmm. um, and the issues that are caused by dis- social distancing and things like that. Yeah. So the YouTuber put out a tweet, um, about, he was like, we, you know, I was so right about Evo and this being trash and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so somebody, I guess, a uh, old fan replied and said, um, you ruined, you ruined this like you ruined every youtube playthrough you were on and then he said i i now i remember why i left can't wait to forget you again by the way you were the worst oh my god and so i'm just (laughs) i was like yo coming for the neck but i'm like at the same time i was also just like okay so somebody else also feels what i'm feeling So, so I'm like somebody else. This is like it might be a bit. It I could be completely wrong, and it might be a bit. Mm-hmm. But another occurrence, which I'll talk, I might talk about later at some point. Another occurrence happened on their podcast last week where it got, things got cringily uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, between the two hosts, mm-hmm. and um, it was literally him just like ruining something that the other host, like the other host, had read the Dark Vader comics. Yeah, and he was saying that because the prequels were treat like the prequels made Anakin look like such trash that therefore Darth Vader can never be cool again. Okay. And so the, you know, the one host was just trying to talk about it and say, this is a really cool read. It's oh, fun to read. Oh, just pooping on Darth Vader. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> well, of- I can't enjoy it because the prequels made Anakin trash. And, yeah. he, you know, they went on this whole tangent, but yeah. it was just, it got, he was like, and then it got to the point where the, the main host was just like, well, I was going to talk about this and this and this, but I see now that I can't. And it was just mm. like, 
bro shut up like let someone enjoy something yeah you know so i'm like i felt like that tension and then i saw this tweet and i'm just like okay so, so it's, it's not real. just me yeah <laughs> yeah but i'm just like why do people have to be like that like just mm-hmm. let people enjoy things, things like yeah. It, it was just so i'm just like we may see an evolution of something happening here yeah but i just feel like this is my outlet to report on things like that, that so i apologize if you guys think this is petty and uninteresting but i'm like to me i'm just like you like you gotta have a modicum of some type of respect when you're working with people even yeah. if it's a project of passion yeah. you gotta like let people enjoy things just because you don't enjoy it doesn't mean you gotta ruin it for everyone else yeah so that's um, just my thing that tangent tangentially is that how you say that (laughs) (laughs) it works (laughs) that tangentially applies to and i didn't put this in the news because i don't like you know well maybe i did put in the news i don't don't remember but the the last of us two leaks i don't know if you heard about those but people (laughs) have literally been like like jump like people like say there's people who are like i'm excited for last of us 2 and then like this is online then another person will come in and be like completely spoil it for them and then be like yeah. you should no you should not buy this game you shouldn't be excited for it you hate these developers because of this <laughs> these spoilers uh, and it's just like a it's like almost like a whole subculture on the internet of of people like hate casters destroying things that people just want to like and yeah. be excited for and stuff but oh cool. i have a quick personal story about that so my friend texts me did you see all these and i was like no no don't I, I don't know <laughs> and no so listen so yeah. then i'm like oh I, like i replied to him i gotta check that out he's like he literally yelled like all no. caps he goes don't he yeah. goes one of us has to stay pure yeah yeah facts <laughs> <laughs> no that's real that's and so, so real. it just cracked me up because he's just like i i did this to myself and he's like i'm trying like basically like i'm trying to save you right. <laughs> so just for his for the sake of him i didn't because it was just like yeah. i was like i wanted to see what led to the leak yeah i didn't necessarily want to see what got leaked. i'm not even taking the chance i'm not but if i just, see last of us i just don't even click i won't <laughs> click anywhere near it it was just so funny though because he's like i want i want one of us to remain pure <laughs> you have to make it to the end <laughs> <laughs> do it for both of us (laughs) no that's real though that's real because apparently like the entire main whatever of the story was spoiled yeah and i've just like literally i've just been avoiding anything that said remotely says anything last of us any comments for anything (laughs) last of us yeah i don't know why it is but that's been pretty easy for me so i mean if it happens if it happens by accident it happens but i'm not gonna go searching for it exactly um, but we'll see so but we yeah shall see. so i think that brings us to the end of this week yeah um i was really pumped i hope you guys enjoyed uh this episode mm-hmm. um as always uh if you want to give me tactics on how to defeat benny the shark because <laughs> i'm at wait the till point i get there i'm, I'm just gonna jump i want to knife him in the <laughs> eye i hate the shark um He's gonna yeah be i'm our gonna dinner. have to I, I gotta have Tiz. <laughs> I need someone to patrol. I'm gonna be the bodyguard, <laughs> the shark patrol. <laughs> but if you wanna share anything about your raft experience, or maybe games that got canceled that uh, you want to see happen, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're in a skull and bone situation like me, or if you had a throwback game like Swap Fort, like Tiz did, yeah. you can uh, email us at siblingrivalryclash, all one word, at gmail.com. 
Um, and you can also hit us up on Twitter at SRClash underscore pod. Um, and uh, as we've done for the last couple of weeks now, don't forget to, you can also check us out on that Tumblr, which is linked in the description for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I am behind the usual. Look, I'm only we do one our week best. behind. We do our best, guys. We do our best. But, okay, so I'm going to tell you guys right now, uh, here, behind the red curtain, here's the problem. Uh, it's not a problem. It's just my brain. Um, this is one of the things that you can be emailing us or tweeting at us about um, is if you've visited a Tumblr, you may notice that I post an image each week. Um, so if you have any images you want us to include, uh, send those out. Tweet us, email us. Preferably I'll, I'll, related to something in the episode. Yeah, or, you know. <laughs> Don't just send it, us at a least, selfie. At least in the realm of, <laughs> hey, you never know. I might be like, this is one of our fans. Check him out on his Instagram. That's true. If you want to shout out. I'll do that. I'll shout yeah, you we'll out. We'll shout you out. Listen, we'll do listener of the week. Yeah. That happened, Ooh, you know? I like you never that. know. I like that. Yeah. So check out that tumblr that's silly right we clash on tumblr tumblr and uh <laughs> it's that missing e it just tumblr. kills me tumblr um and then as always uh remember to rate us wherever you listen itunes spotify google play stitcher TuneIn, and Castbox. um and we'll be here waiting to fulfill your needs for conversation um, and hopefully uh this a revolution of g-force that has opened up this new world to me maybe that will get us to where we want to go for our collaborations and some videos so yeah for um, sure keep an eye out for that or you know if you, you guys are like you're taking too damn long you guys have been talking about your youtube channel since the first episode and you haven't <laughs> done shit you know tell in. us that tell us that we yeah. don't know what you're hungry for you got to talk to us for so. sure we need feedback yeah um but other than that uh I'll be, I'm going to continue to fight that goddamn shark and I will be <laughs> sailing the high seas. Maybe you can tame him <laughs> and like just have him connected to a collar tied well, to your Well, they do have, they do have a bait thing. So you can make a bait and you can throw the bait and he'll eat at the bait. I think I counted for at least about four minutes. While you stab him uh, in the side. <laughs> <laughs> you could, or, cause I don't know if you can kill him. I don't know if oh, you okay. can kill him, but. Just run him you, off you can dive so it's like you can distract him while you're trying to dive and things like that so gotcha but yeah uh cool. that's what i'll be doing cool cool but yeah uh see you guys later yeah peace out y'all see y'all next week thanks again for listening all that jazz and yeah, we out bye